was the bottom of the ninth, with McGuire up at bat. Feeling so at home in my giant ace cap. I was eight years old, wearing gold and green. From my head to my toes, rap game Billy Bean. She was my first kiss, but I don't think it counts. On the kindergarten trip to the Oakland Firehouse. Sitting in the stands with her family. With the baseball glove her dad handed me. As the season unfolded, we held our breath. Watching Ricky Henderson, the quickest runner in the West. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Jokestrap with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will discuss two of his favorite things, which are sports and stand-up comedy. Hence the name Jokestrap. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. With that being said, please enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Jokestrap episode number 75. This is Wes Hoffman. Thank you very much for tuning in here um, to yet another episode. Today is November 19th, 2020, the day of the recording. Not necessarily the day you're listening. That'd be kind of cool if I could predict the day as you were listening. and You'd be like, whoa, today's November 19th? I didn't even know that. I thought today was November 24th or whatever the hell it really is that you're listening. But, uh, no, that's not how this works. I'm just telling you the day I'm recording it. Just so you know, in case like something I say like is out of date, and then you're like, oh, wait, he recorded this then. Okay, he's not as stupid as I thought. But I probably am. Anyway, uh, so... Let's discuss sports recent news here off the get-go. November 15th, uh, Sunday, the San Francisco 49ers played the New Orleans Saints. Um, They started off um, doing okay for being a beat-up team that the 49ers are, but uh, in the end, they could not come through with the W. So their record is now 4-5, four wins, five losses. and uh, they're coming up on a bye week, so they don't play again until November 29th, uh, which is good. allows them to rest and hopefully mend some guys and hopefully have some more healthy players on the field next time they play. Uh, we shall see. Um, but, yeah, uh, also getting beat up in terms of getting beat up. Uh, the New Orleans Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, got beat up in that last game. Uh, he didn't play much of the game at all. Um I haven't really looked up to see how he's doing because it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, but, yeah, the Saints were still able to win without Drew Brees playing most of the game. So that tells you how the Niners are kind of reeling right now. Um, got guys that have been put on the COVID list, not necessarily have COVID, but they've been put on the COVID list for whatever reason. Um, and then just injuries as a whole. Of course, George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo being two of the major injuries likely done for the rest of the year, both of them. So, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be a long rest of the season. Um, Hopefully they can pull off something. Their coach, Kyle Shanahan, seems to think that they can still make the playoffs, so hopefully he's right, and hopefully they can surprise us. Um on uh, Saturday the 14th, I believe it was. Yeah, Saturday the 14th, um, a late game. Uh, the San Jose State Spartans football team played against uh, yeah, UNLV Rebels, and the San Jose State Spartans came through with another win. Uh, so my alma mater is 4-0 for the first time ever since 1955. So that's pretty insane. Um although you have to take into f- 
consideration that they're playing against their Mountain West Conference uh, opponents only. They're not playing any teams out of the conference like they would any other regular season. So you got to take these records with a grain of salt, but still pretty impressive. Um, the record, not the salt, not a fan. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, this week they had a game scheduled with Fresno State that I was really for looking forward to. I was really looking forward to on the 21st Saturday against uh, Fresno State at 4 p.m. Uh, but I just read a little while ago that that game has actually been canceled now due to uh, COVID, uh, some kind of COVID scenario with the Fresno team. So they just declare it. They declare it no contest, no rescheduled date. So. It looks as though San Jose State's season is now only be only going to consist of seven games instead of the original eight that they had planned for, um, unless San Jose State can somehow schedule a game uh, sometime tomorrow with a, another opponent. Um, I'm hearing Wyoming doesn't have a game scheduled, and they could be a possibility, and they're also in the same conference, so maybe that can happen but i'm not i'm not sure how quickly they can get something done there they might have to, if they did that they might have to end up playing on sunday which would seem crazy any other year but not this year uh the cal football team actually played on sunday the 15th they played against ucla and ucla wasn't their original opponent uh cal's previous game had been canceled due to a similar situation so cal came up with this alternative plan to play UCLA. So maybe San Jose State can come up with some alternative plan and play Wyoming this weekend. Uh, we'll see. It won't be the same as playing Fresno State. Fresno State's more of a battle. Um, not saying Wyoming would be a walk in the park, but Fresno State's one of those rivals for, for San Jose State. So it's kind of a bummer that we won't be able to see that game this weekend. Um Speaking of bummers, uh, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors basketball. Um, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> so the NBA draft was, um, what was it? Uh, today's the uh, 19th. So I think the NBA draft was Tuesday night, the 17th. And the Warriors drafted themselves a center. Um, uh, big, dip, big tall guy. And... Uh, James Wiseman, they drafted him, seven foot one, and uh, sounded good. Sounded like the Warriors had a good plan for the upcoming season. Um, then news came out yesterday that Clay Thompson suffered an injury in some kind of uh, pickup game, I guess, or I don't know, some practice thing that he was doing. And they weren't sure how serious it was yesterday, so everyone was like, "Oh, okay. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Hopefully, it's not too bad." Well, today they found out that it's an Achilles tear and he'll be missing the entire season. So that's not good news for the Warriors at all. Um, the Warriors are still wanting to remain competitive um, and not having Clay Thompson will not help. However, sources are saying that the Golden State Warriors are finalizing a trade uh, to acquire Kelly Oubre, I think that's how you pronounce it, from the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it would be for a first-round pick in 2021. Um, what kind of stats does 
uh, Kelly Oubre have? Well, let's see. Kelly Oubre, last year, his averages, or he played 56 games, and then he averaged 6.4 rebounds, 1.5 assists, 1.3 steals. Um, nothing jumps out of you there, but he did have 18.7 points, all right? And he did shoot 35.2% from the three-point line. Not bad. So, um, could could be helpful scoring some points for the Warriors if this trade does, in fact, go through. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, be making that trade um, with the Thunder and uh, see if that becomes official for sure. Um, seems to be reported everywhere. So, everyone seems to think it's going to be official. But, yeah. So, tough news for the Warriors in terms of Clay Thompson. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, um, what else is going on in sports? <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much the main pieces. Um, the Niners have a ways to go in their division if they're going to make the playoffs. We now have the Seattle Seahawks with the seven and three record. Arizona six and four as they just lost to Seattle today. The Rams are six and three, and the Niners sit at four and five. So. They have a bit of a climb to make if they want to make it. Um, and, yeah. So, uh, that pretty much covers all the sports that, you know, the ones that are, uh, mean anything to me. <laughs> the the teams that I follow. Um, yeah, so, um, let's see. We have some interesting developments in in baseball, though. Um, we had uh, Tony La Russa become... You know, I don't even remember if I mentioned this in my last episode. I may have. If I did, we're going to mention it again because it's worth re-mentioning. Tony La Russa was hired as manager of the White Sox. Uh, Tony La Russa is 76 years old. Uh, about a week after it was announced, maybe not even a week after it was announced he was manager, um, there was reports that he had been arrested for drunk driving, and the White Sox apparently knew about it before they even, before they even hired him, and the White Sox aren't going to discipline him at all. Um, La Russa wouldn't answer reporters when reporters called him to ask him about it, and, uh, Players apparently are skept skeptical on playing with La Russa, and that's not just because of the, the drunk driving incident, but uh, other things that La Russa has said in the past, uh, how he doesn't uh, like how players kneel for the flag, stuff like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how La Russa mixes with this Chicago White Sox team um, and the personalities on that team, guys like Tim Anderson... Um, Eloy, Eloy Jimenez, um, be interesting to see how he, uh, how he gels with them. Um, and yeah, a little surprising 
that the White Sox haven't really said anything about it since the news was released. Um, but apparently Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Chicago White Sox, feels like he owes it to Tony La Russa for a mistake he made in letting him go like 30 years ago when La Russa was managing the team back then. So, whatever, Jerry. Um, he's one of Jerry's kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we'll see if that pans out for the White Sox or if it backfires on them. Um, we got some big free agents that are looking to start signing with teams. Uh, we don't know what the free agent thing's going to look like this year. We don't know how much money teams are going to spend. It looks like a lot of teams are still wi willing to spend money. Um, Drew Smiley signed with the Atlanta Braves for $11 million, which seems like a lot, but maybe it isn't. Um, we'll see. Uh, Trevor Bauer is one of the big names in the free agent market. Um, be interesting to see where he goes. Some people were saying he might end up with the Mets. Uh, speaking with the, speaking of the Mets, um, Robinson Cano was suspended for 162 games, uh, which is usually a full season. Um, in this case, if this season were to start later for whatever reason, um, you know, he would be suspended as long as it took for the 162 games to be played. Uh, he got... Busted for performance-enhancing drugs, and it's not the first time this has happened for him. It's the second time. Um, it's been a couple days now since the news came out, and I haven't really seen any statements from Cano, so that's kind of uh, concerning, I suppose. Um, although Mets fans feels, feel like they're off the hook now, like um, – they caught a break because that's $24 million Robinson Cano was going to make. And now they can use that money elsewhere for the season, uh, perhaps to sign a guy like Trevor Bauer. Um, so, yeah, Cano, big mistake, don't you know? Um, so, yeah, that's uh, oh, one of the big news stories. Another one, Mike Clevenger who was acquired by the Padres in the playoff push during the recent season, um, ended up getting injured, uh, missed, didn't really participate much in the Padres playoff run or final playoff push there. Um, I think he pitched one inning total in the playoffs. Uh, so he's going to have to get Tommy John surgery now. Um, the interesting thing is is they signed him to a two-year deal um, prior to the Tommy John surgery being announced. So they're basically banking on um, him pitching for them. They signed him to a two-year deal, but they're banking on him pitching f for them for one year because it's going to take him next season to rehab, and then they're hoping he pitches for them in 2022 with no problems. So that's a lot to put into a guy. That's going to get Tommy John surgery. That's a big gamble for the Padres. We'll see how that plays out. So, uh, yeah, those are some, uh, I guess, more recent, bigger news stories around Major League Baseball. Um, let me know if you have any thoughts about any of those. What do you think of Robinson Cano? Does it, what do you think? Do you, I mean, I, I would think his Hall of Fame chances now, if any, are, are gone. Are are about as good as in you know, 
I don't know. I, I don't I don't see how you can put him in and not put in someone like Bonds or whatever. Speaking of which, uh, the new Hall of Fame ballots came out. Um, that uh, are uh, eligible for next year's class. Uh, so some former A's made the ball are on the ballot. So um, guys like uh, Tim Hudson, Barry Zito. Um, Nick Swisher are all on the ballot and uh, and out of those guys I think maybe Tim Hudson is the only one that I would uh, give any consideration for the Hall of Fame um, we'll see uh But yeah, uh, let's see. Who else is on there for the first time? Let me look it up here real quick. Well, I'm not finding a good list here. Oh, here we go. Uh, the first full list of one-timers on the ballot. Here we go. Mark Burler, Burley, Mark Burley, A.J. Burnett, Michael Kadire, Dan Heron, Latroy Hawkins, Tim Hudson, Tori Hunter, Aramis Ramirez, Nick Swisher, Shane Victorino, and Barry Zito. And now the players have to receive at least 5% of the votes in order to stay on the ballot and be on it again the following year. Um, and out of those guys, I think the guys that could get 5% are Tim Hudson, Tory Hunter, and probably Mark Burley. Um, I mean, Barry Zito had a good season or two. I don't think so. Swisher, I don't, I don't, I liked him, but I don't think so. You know, Heron, nah. Yeah, so those three I can see having a case, Burley, Hudson, and Hunter. Um, but I don't see any first-timers making it to the Hall of Fame. Then you got holdovers like Kurt Schilling, who had 70% of the vote last, last time votes were taken. So you need 75% to make it. He almost made it last time. So uh, I don't I don't. Personally, I don't think Kurt Schilling belongs, but I guess it wouldn't surprise me if he got in. Um, Roger Clemens had 61%. I think he deserves to be in. Uh, of course, steroids looms large for him. Barry Bonds, 60.7% last year. I think he should be in. Omar Vizcale had 52.6% last year. Vizcale is an interesting case. I would put him in because I see him as sort of the same class as Ozzie Smith, but... There's others that argue no. Scott Rowland, 35.3%. Another interesting case. Um, I, I would actually say no, but I don't know. Billy Wagner, 31.7%. He was uh, one of the close. I mean, one of the best closers there for a while. I could see the case for putting him in, a left-handed closer. Um, 
Gary Sheffield had 30.5%. I could see him getting in. Career 500 home runs, but again, there's questions of steroids. Todd Helton, um, uh, first baseman for the Rockies. I could see him getting in, but then people question, you know, the fact uh, that he played for Colorado and that helps, you know, hit the ball or whatever. Um, Manny Ramirez, um, again, questions surrounding steroids, um, but based off the numbers, I would put him in. Jeff Kent, uh, second base, uh, played mostly with the Giants. Um, that one, I, I don't know. For second baseman, I guess he was good, but overall, uh, I'm not too impressed by him. Andrew Jones, uh, center fielder, uh, played with the Braves most of his career. I, I would put him in. He only had 19.4% last year, though. Sammy Sosa, only 13.9%, so not looking good. But I would put Sosa in there as well. But again, the whole steroid scandal looming large. Andy Pettit, 11.3%. I would put him in. Um, he was a pretty good pitcher for many years. And Bobby Abreu, 5.5%. Um, um, I would not put Abreu in. I see some people arguing to put Abreu in, but I wouldn't. So most of those guys that uh, remain on the ballot, I would put them in. Um, I just wouldn't put them in, you know, all right away. The The top two that I sh think should be in the Hall of Fame um, from this list, without a doubt, are Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Those two, like, you, they need, they should be in there. Now... The people that vote, I think they get to pick pick nine players. I believe that's how they do it. So if that's the case, here's my nine. Okay, so here's my nine if they get to pick nine players. I would pick... I would put Hudson on my list, even though I don't think he's going to make it his first time in or the first time on the ballot. So I would, I would vote for Hudson. So there's one. And then I'd vote for Clemens. So that's two. Bonds, three. Sheffield, four. Helton, five. Andrew Jones, six. Andy Pettit. Seven. I think that's, I don't know. Maybe you only get seven votes. Nine seems like a lot. I don't know. I don't remember. Is <laughs> it seven or nine? How many votes do they get? Let's see if I can find that out real quick. Do, 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 do. Let's see. How many votes do MLB writers get? How many votes? All right. So you can actually pick up to 10. So I guess a lot of uh, people that vote normally don't pick 10 players because they don't have 10 they consider Hall of Famers. But I would exercise all 10 here. So let's do Hudson 1, Hunter 2, Tory Hunter 2. Um, then we'll put Clemens 3, Bonds 4, Vizquel 5, 
Sheffield six, Todd Helton seven, Andrew Jones eight, Sammy Sosa nine, and then Andy Pettit ten. Those would be my ten for this first round here for me if I was to pick them. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was fun, wasn't it? Ha ha ha. So, um, yeah, we'll find out sometime later on who uh, actually gets elected into the Hall of Fame class. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, I'll be surprised if Bonds or uh, Clemens actually makes it in, but I'll be happy if they do finally get their due. Because um, it's a joke that they're not in. Um, so, anyway... Um, yeah, that's the sporting news for now. Um anyway, guys, uh let's talk a little bit about other stuff here. Um comedy-wise, nothing's going on <laughs> like usual. Um I did watch a YouTube's uh a special that was posted to YouTube recently uh by Anthony Jeselnik or not by him, but of him by Comedy Central. It was a uh, special that he did, I guess, in 2013, and YouTube decided to post it on uh, online for, or not YouTube, Comedy Central decided to post on YouTube the full thing. Um, so it's free to watch, and actually has no ads on YouTube, which is nice. It's called Caligula, Caligula and it's uh, free. And it's about 40 minutes long. So I watched that. It was, if you like Jeselnik, you'll you'll like this special about, you know. Um, it's kind of cool to see how he's progressed over over the years. But uh, material-wise, it's a lot of what you would expect from Jeselnik. So I enjoyed it. Um, I know Kevin Hart has a new special out um, on Netflix. I uh, haven't checked that one out. I think it's called No Fucks Given. So I might check that one out. I've heard some interesting viewpoints from both sides uh, regarding it. So I might just give it a watch to see what everyone's talking about. Now that San Jose State's not playing this weekend, I might have some extra time to check it out. Uh, and uh, where's the... Oh, I watched uh, uh, Dave Chappelle getting interviewed in a special on Netflix by Dave Letterman. Uh, it's called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. So I watched Dave Chappelle getting interviewed in that. And that was really uh, interesting. Get a look at where Dave Chappelle lives and kind of like his, his neighborhood and stuff like that. So I never knew he lived in Ohio. So that was an interesting uh, uh, interview with Letterman. Uh, so that was a fun watch. That's about... Uh, a 45 minute watch or so so it's pretty good but yeah that's about all for comedy for me uh, right now um, we got more uh, you know coronavirus stuff happening in California and all over the world uh, California has been put back to the purple tier uh, which is you know as bad as you get kind of thing uh, we have our tier system here in California. Um, so indoor dining is no more and stuff like that. Um, 
gyms can't operate and uh, people are losing their minds and uh, businesses continue to struggle. Um, the governor put it out a per <laughs> the governor put out a curfew today, saying you know you, unless you're having an essential job, you can't be out between 10 p.m. and 5 p 5 a.m. Um, I mean, I understand the reasoning for him doing the curfew, but really it does nothing to prevent anything because it's not like COVID suddenly becomes a thing at 10.30 p.m. It's upon people's decisions, uh, their personal decisions. Uh, it's what they do, <laughs> you know, um, like you have to actively make a choice it's it's their choice that's gonna you know make or break this thing some people are making wise choices and some people are not and unfortunately you know the ones that are not making wise choices are just gonna hurt it for other people so um good news on the coronavirus front uh is there's a couple vaccines uh pfizer and moderna have vaccines that are I guess around 90 to 95 percent effective um, in early trials, and they're hoping to have some available by the end of December, and then hopefully can have them distributed to everybody sometime in the first quarter of next year. Um, but uh, I guess the Pfizer vaccine needs to be super cold to transport, so we'll need a lot of dry ice, and the Moderna one you won't need the dry ice, so. Sounds like the Moderna one might be vel be better option. I don't know. But but guys like Dr. Fauci are saying even after you get the vaccination and stuff that you still want to follow the current guidelines of wearing a mask and social distancing, which makes absolutely no sense to me um, because I think uh, the primary reason a bunch of people would want to get the vaccination is so they don't have to wear a mask or social distance anymore. Um, he said something like, yeah, it'll help you feel safer, but <laughs> you should still do these things. Like, it's like, dude, we're trying to, like, get away from this. Why else would we want the vaccine, you know, other than, yeah, it'll help us not get sick, but aren't we doing what we're supposed to already to help us not get sick? I mean, the ones of the ones that are following the guidelines already. So now we're just doing twice as much. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and it's that that makes me think even less people end up getting the vaccine is if you tell them, you know, that you still want them to follow these guidelines even after getting the vaccine. I can understand like getting the vaccine and then like, I think the, I think the vaccines come in two stages or whatever. Like you get one shot and then you have to go back six weeks later or something and you get another shot. I can understand having to wear the mask for the six weeks in between your vaccinations. Yeah, I get that. But once you have the full, your full dose or whatever, 95% um, effective works for me, I would think. Like the flu vaccine is only 40 to 50% effective. And I don't know. I I, I just think the, the <clears throat> if they're going to try to make people to wear, wear masks and social distance after they get the vaccine, that 
many people will decide not to get the vaccine just for that reason. And yeah, I mean, the whole reason I'd want a vaccine is so I could, you know, hang out with my friends like I used to do and hang out with my family like I used to do. Of course, I would hope that they got the vaccine also, but assuming that, you know, the people close to me and myself all got the vaccine, I would think it'd be okay. But now they're sounding like it, it wouldn't be. So it's really confusing. It's like, what's the point of doing the vaccine in the first place? And if you're, if where we're headed isn't where we should be or where, where I think we should be anyway. Oh, well, still a lot to unwind here. Um, uh, all right. I've rambled on too much. All right, guys. That's going to be it for this episode of Jokestrap. Thank you very much for hearing me listen. Hearing me listen. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to me talk. Um, and, uh, you know, give me any feedback you have. Anything you want me to talk about sports-wise or whatever. Any comedy specials you want to suggest uh, you'd like me to check out. I'd be willing to check out. Um, all right, guys. Take it easy. And see you next time. Bye.